0: Or you might just need an awesome place to eat. Southside Pod! Mark Greenwood Evergreen! Blue Island Beverly Pay listen all sub to. You're tuned into to the Southside Pod. Southside Pod! Oak oh, Midlothian! Southside Pod! Oak oh, Chicago Ridge, Flossmoor, and Bridgeview. You're listening to Southside Pod! Pod
1: should be a, uh, a fun episode today because we have uh, the possibility of being interrupted by children. This will be fun. The house is filled with everybody's children because I was like, it's summer, come over, we're going to sit down, we're going to record, we're going to drink some beers, right. but before that, bring your families and your children. And the pool
0: is open. And, and grilled burgers. I, I did, I grilled burgers. Hot dogs. Hot dogs, yeah. And and your wife made pasta salad. She did. Then the, then the kids wham and we drank. Yeah. Yep. And I learned that. Splashed. I learned that Bill was a nervous father. Did you see that? Come on, you just that learned that long, long that now?
2: ago. I mean, he's a nervous. I mean, you guy. saw it in person. It like, Man, he really is.
0: I like, prefer the word attentive.
1: They, you know, there were like, like a, you know, there were like the four teenagers, the four teenagers in the pool, three of which have had CPR I've seen training. Of kids and, and you're like around ten lifeguards, and you're nervous around your kids being in a four foot pool. One yeah, nice. of them you know,
0: pay to watch your children too. Baby.
1: This episode, by the way, brought to you by Family Waterproofing Solutions. You heard their ad at the beginning of the show: Boeing walls, window wells, foundation crack repairs, sump pumps, anything that has to do with keeping water away from your foundation keeping the basement dry. That's what they do. Express service as well. Know what you want. See the cost right on the website. Nobody else does that. Order and schedule on-site immediately for quick service. Your basement's best defense and express service is at familydry.com. But yeah, I mean, you got people who are CPR trained in the pool, including my daughter, who's like your main babysitter. And you trust. I mean, you weren't paying her today, so we guess, didn't pay her who, her guess today
0: whose again. kids aren't going to drown
1: ever. Well, not yours, because you're standing right above them. I'll take that. And yeah, and you're going to have to jump it in, in
0: pants because you don't wear shorts. No, grown men shouldn't wear pants. <laughs> grown We're going to get it all wear,
1: out. Hold I mean, on, hold on. You wait, said it wrong. You said it wrong. <laughs> I just said it wrong. You said grown men should wear yeah. pants. Yeah. Is what okay. you said? I said it yeah. wrong. Yeah. Fine, grown fix
0: it. Grown men should what? Couldn't shouldn't wear shorts. Why not? Because they're for little boys. You don't wear shorts. Not in public.
1: The South Side uniform is cargo shorts by March, and you wear them until November. And you're telling me that grown men don't wear shorts? There are grown men all over the South Side who can't wait to put on shorts. There's a dude in my neighborhood who wears cargo shorts
0: to Christmas mass. I'm not joking. It's a personal opinion. That's all. It's a a fashion choice. I understand that people wear them, but I don't think grown men should wear shorts. Why? What do you, what think do you wear made, when you go
1: swimming, Bill? What do you envision
0: when a man a wears shorts? Swimming is different. What do you envision when a man wears? You shirts? remember those little Tom and Jerry cartoons where, like they give like a, a, a kid like a, they give like a grown man like a, a giant oversized lollipop, and he turns into like this little kid skipping in shorts. That's what you see with the hat yes. and yeah, like the right. flappy so underwear and I, thing. Mike and I look like that to you right now. A little bit. Yeah. You
3: are wearing a hat, so. Yeah, it's a White Sox hat.
0: You see one of those, you see a lollipop in my hand and not a beer? Well, to Mike, I see a little boy. To you, I see like a big chicken. <laughs> like I want to eat. Right, like the wolf seat. Now the wolf see it. It's smoking. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer. Let's order another
4: pitcher of beer. That pitcher.
1: Are hanging out in what I think is a traditional brewery in my opinion this is how I always picture breweries when I would go hunting for them in my youth it's just kind of like in the middle of nowhere it it sits like in like an industrial strip you you pull up and you're like am I at a warehouse or am I at a brewery you walk in and it's just cool looking, man. It's one trick pony. Mark Kokel runs this, and I just want to say, man, I every time I walk in here, I feel like I found a hidden
2: gem on the south side. Uh, it's like walking into your neighbor's cool garage. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, hey, 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 dude, what's going on? Uh, just working on the car. You want to crack open the cooler? There's a beer in there. Really? All right, what else am I going to do today? Let's hang out. Yeah,
1: it's like a hangout spot. It definitely is. You walk in like everything from the fact that the chairs are different at the table. Not like there's a certain chair for one table and a certain chair for another one. No, it's mixed chairs. It's it's old beer bottles and growlers and collectors items all hanging around the bar. It's it's lights strung across the ceiling. It's the big giant horse. That's your symbol sitting there, and the, the TV so I can watch a game if I want to, and the bar that you can sidle up to or you can grab yourself a stool. Uh, this, I would imagine, was how you always thought your brewery should look because you've kind of kept this now for a while.
2: Uh, okay, so to be honest with you, uh, we moved here in 2014. We opened up about a half a block north, uh, pardon me, half a block south where we are right now, and when we opened up, I, I got to say, I never, ever thought about what a place would look like and as it turns out other folks had ideas and it turned out that we opened up as a hole in the wall back in 2012 but we opened up literally as a hole in the wall came down here in 2014 and we had folks that were offering time and effort and we salvaged some bricks and created a bar out of them and created most of the furniture ourselves uh, and the, the the chairs that you're uh, that you're uh, talking about eh, you know they, they come from here they come from there and uh, <laughs> you like my grandmother's bar that she used to have in her basement, like two stools that she got from behind a bar because they were throwing them out and she found them in the alley. I mean, but it works. What's better than leather or what's better than vinyl is black duct tape. It really works good. <laughs> so now here's the thing. I think guys and, and girls that like to go out
1: and discover beers, and there isn't the glitz, the glamour, and, like, the the, the, the positioning, like where you're sitting around and you're trying to go for a certain motif. Obviously, you're surviving because the beer is good. And, and that's, that's kind of how I feel when I walk in here. It's how I felt when I walked in there the first time. It's the beer, right?
2: Uh, absolutely. Uh, I have been, I, I got to tell you, I, I get criticized by my own staff about why don't you go on social media and just, you know, pump the business. And you know, there, there, there's just certain things that I, the way I grew up, you know. Uh, walk softly, carry a big stick. You don't have to promote yourself uh, that much, uh, but in this business, you do. I, I understand that, and so we're constantly evolving. I understand that, but we're very understated, and it's by design uh, because it's more my style. I am not a flashy guy uh, at all. I'm not a flashy guy. Some folks may say that I'm a bit fiery. Okay, fiery, but flashy? No. I um, the places I always liked when I was growing up once I turned 21, of course, uh, were places that were comfortable to walk into, and um, and as long as you had to squint your eyes when you left the place, it was probably a fun time. Yeah, yeah, and this is that kind of
1: spot, I mean, you even found a way to put together a little beer garden out here, and it's like it's like my grandmother's lawn furniture is out here with a little fire pit, but in the summertime, I've been here, and and you know, you wouldn't expect it, but this place can start hopping. People know that it exists. It's kind of like one of those hidden treasures uh, out here in Lansing. So, what are the big beers? If somebody hasn't been here before and they're saying, "Okay, I got to find one Trick Pony," then and I got to check this out. What are you guys best
2: known for? What do you What are you most proud of that you guys have on tap? Quick, uh, a quick story about how we how, how we were named. Uh, I was home brewing uh, with someone that uh, loved hoppy beers. Only loved, only liked IPAs. And when he tasted a couple of beers that I that I did, and he wanted to, he said one day, can, "Can I come over and help you brew?" And I told him, uh, "F you, I'm not going to be a one-trick pony brewing you IPAs all the time." Which I I may have told you this story last time you were here. If you haven't heard it, it's, it's okay. okay. I to well, listen to it again. Uh, and so I said uh, again, "F you," politely, but I'm not going to be a one-trick pony. And about a year and a half later, of of just stepping up home brews. Um, and those home brews for the most part they've evolved into our everyday beers that are that are always on tap right now so uh, it was a pithy throwaway line that's how the brewery was named and we uh, still have on tap all the time Stormcat, which is in, uh, an amber ipa uh, uh very very heavy in mosaic hops a little bit of sweetness from from our uh, from the caramel malts uh, a bit of it kind of uh, reminds me of uh, some kind of orange peel um, in, in, in the flavor in the back. Uh, is uh, Warlander is another big seller. That's that's probably the second biggest uh, or second largest seller that we have. And Warlander is the hop bomb that um, the multi hop bomb that I always uh, enjoyed before realizing that I like big bold beers. Uh, but we're not we're not just one trick pony about only brewing IPAs because that was again the the reason for the... The polite yeah, f- you. Yeah, the polite f- off. Um, pretty proud of our Belgian beers. and Belgian beers, we have uh, Permetian on tap. Which is a Belgian triple. It's a combination of three different Belgian yeasts. Let's talk about this one right here. Let's talk about this. This is your Warlander. Warlander. This is...
1: You told me this was a triple IPA. So... I'm a big IPA drinker from back when the IPA craze was really getting going right around the early 2000s late 90s out in California. I was doing radio. So like I, my love of IPAs really is rooted in those those West Coast ones and when you said triple hop I was like, "All right, this could be really brutal or it could be something that's right up my alley." It's right up my alley because like you triple hop this and it doesn't feel like I'm going to die. It's not, like, overly bitter. It's not, it's, uh, then again, I really like bitter beers, but, I mean, like, it's not something where I'm, t- I'm drinking it and I'm thinking to myself, like, they, they, didn't, they didn't add the taste in. They just went crazy on the hops and there's no taste. This has a lot of taste to it. This is a
2: really good beer. Thank you. Um, so th- th- uh, the way this beer came about was probably around 20, God, 2010. Um, I stopped after work uh, back in those days, to, uh, had a day job. I uh, still do, but back in those days, stopped at a bar right outside the day job. A beer called Slam was on tap, and it, it, had just, it had just gone on tap that night, and I, I knew that I had to catch a train at 7.45. I got to Casey's, 7.15, had one of those, and very quickly I got my second, and the next thing I know, I'm figuring 8.45. I'm going to catch the 8.45 train. <laughs> and... Had, no
1: reasoning with yourself.
2: I had one more, and then uh, <laughs> you know, struck up a conversation, and next thing I know, nine forty-five. What is this beer? I had never had it before, and as it turns out, uh, it's a beer that is brewed out of state, but it's got a, it's got an enormous following at the time. I didn't I didn't know it, um, but I knew that I liked what it brought to the table in terms of a lot of a lot of hops, but a lot of malt. And that malt really supports the hops. A lot of mouthfeel, a, a little bit of warmth as it's going, you know, as it's going down. A very approachable double IPA. But I knew that I didn't want to do the same beer, and so I figured out, you know, how else can we possibly do this beer, or how else can I, how else can I brew it at home? And uh, so the magic that, that we use, uh, brown sugar. I, I think if, if we didn't use the brown sugar, you'd almost have a. Um, a, a beer that's too hop heavy.
1: Great taste to it, and you're able to support those hops, and it's awesome. And and what you just mentioned there, about going into a place, trying something, going, oh wow, that's neat. Striking up a conversation. I think a lot of people that's a that's a lost art. Missing two trains. Right. Um, but. That's what you get when you walk into One Trick Pony. That's that's my that's my synopsis of this place. Yes. You see it, you stop in, yes. you go, I'm going to come into One Trick Pony, I'm going to come in here, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to check out the ambiance of this place, and I'm going to be like, oh, look, every, this is cool, this is cool, this is cool, I'm going to try this beer, I'm going to get into a conversation with a stranger, and I, instead of being here for an hour, I'm going to be here for four hours. That's I
2: think that's the best way to describe your brewery. I have heard more than once that Yes, honey, I'm on my way. (laughs) Heard it today. Another good
0: interview on the Southside Pod. How come Mike and me are never invited to these things? I want to go. Me too. You never invite us. Maybe next time. Maybe you can,
1: Bill. You're the smart one. See, Bill and I have our money with Tom Walsh. He's your Edward Jones financial advisor right on the corner of 111th and Kedzie. He's been around for over two decades. He has been navigating this crazy last couple of years. And guess what? I'm better off now than I was when it all started. Why? Because Tom is attentive. Every time I have a question about my money, he tells me about it. He's got a plan for my retirement. Whether you're at the beginning or the end of a very long road to retirement, bring your stuff over to Tom. Let him take a look at it. He's a knowledgeable guy. He's going to help you out. One of these days, maybe Mike will get that through his head. Call Tom Walsher, Edward Jones Financial Advisor now at 773-779-0023, or again, stop in right there on the corner of 111th and Kedzie. A little bit further south from Tom's place is going to be the brand new Bub Cafe, or Butter Upon Bacon. It's going to be in Blue Island on Old Western Avenue. I can't wait for it to open Because the food is so good. I know that because they used to be inside of the Rock Island Public House. Now they're just going to be across the street. Why am I anticipating it? Well, me and the guys went and ate there. And as you can hear, it's good food with a kick. We have Jerry and Gina Doherty, who own Butter, a Pod, Bacon, or Bub, that's here. And you guys do some really interesting menu items. How are you? Good, good. Hi,
4: nice. hello.
1: Okay, so I want to know the name. I mean, there's got to be a story. How do oh. you get? How do you come up with that?
5: Is so it just because I'm, you
1: were like, this is the most unhealthiest thing we could think no, of? No, no, no. Actually, this uh,
5: the name is actually. I'm gonna let Gina explain it because I'm gonna say it because she's probably too embarrassed. We live in a Victorian home from the 1850s. Oh, look at these hoity-toys. Um, when we are not <laughs> at work, Gina is generally dressed up in Victorian garb. The most exciting news... Man, we- I wish we had video of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Like, and then, like, the most so exciting baby. news we've had all year isn't like, oh, our friend is having a baby. It's the Renaissance Fair is happening again this yeah. year. It only happens, like, eight weekends, right? I know. But, yeah, no, so I'm going to let Gina explain the name because it kind of goes along okay, with all of it, that. Okay, give
1: it to me, Gina.
4: So we were kind of looking for something unique. We had um, the name of the business that I had started with cakes and things as a 15 year old was dessert first. And we kind of morphed into a little bit more than that. And we were looking for something and we were talking with Jerry's mom and we were going to be the Pied Pipers and She goes, well, you'll be P. P. then, and we're like, Mom, come on! I love this. Like you're coming up with a
1: coming up with a name, and your mother immediately.
4: (laughs) So, of course, what do I turn to? Victorian jargon of the 1850s and 60s, and um, something that uh, I found was really cool. uh, Butter upon bacon means that little something extra, gilding the lily. Uh, You know, it's
1: a good name for you guys because I'm going to tell you. You, so yeah.
4: We, we take it over the top. Gina, yeah.
1: you you're up in the front all yeah. night because I've been in here a couple times and I've seen you up in the front, you're taking the orders.
4: Barely okay. barely visible in the window. Oh it's great. Uh, Gina's it's very short. Feet.
1: And she has to peer over. I I get the impression she, like, stands on her tippy toes and talks to people through the kitchen window, which is amazing. Well, we actually,
5: we finally, she wanted a more comfy stool. It took us hours in the store measuring every single one to buy the tallest stool that they had. Look at this big guy here. He gives his wife a stool. A comfy (laughs) stool. Hey, you know,
1: that's love. That's love, Chris.
5: Very comfy stool. And then, Jerry, you're
1: in the back and you're cooking. Ah, Yeah. And I can tell she's Italian because she yells at you the entire yeah. time.
4: she <laughs> yeah, shouts yeah, pretty much. Like
1: my, my, yeah. my great aunt Dina nice. used to run a restaurant nice. called Nudie's in Land, Illinois. Oh and when God. she yells to the back. I get flashbacks of when I was a little (laughs) kid because that's what it's like. Yeah, you jump because he's cooking, and you're like,
5: "What do we got back there?" Like, you just like (laughs) rip into it, which is great. Oh yeah, well, and you can probably tell like she's Italian with how much she's yelling. And then it takes a lot for me to actually respond, because being Irish, I'm generally yeah. taking all yeah. the anger and feelings yeah. and just cramming you remind them me, you remind as me low a- as I possibly
1: can. You know what's great, Bill, is he reminds me of my Irish father who sits around and says that he's, he he doesn't yell, and he's shouting at the he mic. Sure he's I'm not yelling <laughs> I,
4: feel, I, feel, I,
1: I feel at home. It's great. This
4: isn't yelling. I'm just speaking so you can hear me. Come from the scene.
1: Okay, but what I was going to tell you guys is your explanation of what butter on uh, butter upon bacon is and the idea to say a little extra. Yeah. yeah. When I look at your menu, it's not just a meatball. Nope. It's a meatball with something that's a little extra on top of it. It's yeah. not just a burger, but there's extra ingredients on top of it. You guys, I would say, make gourmet food. Because of the things that you're doing that are not
5: not standard. Tell me why you do that. Well, so, I mean, just to go along with the name, like, looking through the menu, every single thing that we have is very approachable. Um, Like the calamari, a lot of places, they'll have calamari. It's simple. It's straightforward. It's fried. Um, We take that extra step by. We actually import, um, import containers of Calabrian chilies from Calabria, Italy to make the oil that it's tossed in with. Is um, that where the
1: spice is coming from? Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I'm gonna tell you something. You have a bite on most of your foods. Let's yes. talk a little bit about the foods that you have. The calamari, we're eating a couple different things here. We got calamari, got fried pickles. Um
5: That's uh there's, there's a meatball over yep. here and it's really
1: good. What is that called? Uh
5: then? that is our
1: Korean barbecue brat balls. Okay. And the brat balls. I've had those before, those are great. And then you have a what oh, is that like you a protein kind had of thing? The last you had the last incarnation
5: where it had um a Swiss cheese sauce on it. Yeah, there it. was this a one, sauce on it. This one has a Korean barbecue style sauce with more- uh greens and fried shallots. And then you have this sandwich,
1: which is called again.
4: Yeah, that's our brajol sandwich. Okay,
5: and it's that's not the basically- brachiole or the braccioli or the bread sandwich. No, I, I knew say, what it was. Brajol.
1: I walked brajol. up and called it Brajol and your and your wife goes, Oh, you must be Italian. I oh I, I, yeah. I, I thought he yeah. was swearing at me in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the brajol. What did you call me? Okay, so but the thing is, to describe to anybody that's never had a brajol, it's very similar. And you're gonna you might get mad at me for saying this, but this is how I described it to Mike because he didn't know what it was. I said it's a Ricabetti steak sandwich, but it's yeah. it's it's made. It's better quality, no, totally. and it's got a kick to it. And your calamari's yeah. got a kick to it. You put a kick in a lot of your foods. You like the spice, don't uh, you? A lot of
5: that is the Southern Italian. Yeah,
4: I'm from our family's from Campania and Calabria, so that's Southern Italy. Um, and we were talking about the braciole, and how my father is not happy that I've made a braciole. You don't take braciole, and you.
5: You don't turn that it, in it into a sandwich. That's not bravo. <laughs> oh my! I, I absolutely loved the sandwich. Yeah. So Thank this you was, very that much. That sandwich is
0: that amazing. Incredible. And when
4: you described it as like a Rick Benny sandwich, Jer loves a Rick yeah. Benny sandwich. Yeah, and it's like
1: so. But this is better. And I mean, and I'm not I, saying I, I hope, I'm so. not saying so. it. I'm not saying it, it because
4: no, no, no. I'm not saying better.
1: it because you're here. I'm saying it because you could tell that one. It's made with love, and it's a per. Like you actually like. It, it's thinner. It doesn't have too much breading on it. it the sauce isn't overpowering. There, it's not just a standard thing that's put together. You. Thank you very much. This is a much better sandwich than that. I think if somebody tried this it'd be like, "Oh wow, it's like a Rick
0: and Benny sandwich," but it's it's an upgrade. It's that, like a that's what it
5: has been described as a lot.
0: I was just gonna say, I. I uh, I love how you said it's approachable food because you're looking at the menu, across the room, it looks like bar food, I'm not going to lie. But when you taste it, you get that, I and mean, I, butter I like upon bacon, you get that little bacon. extra. Oh, yeah. And then you taste, okay, I've had fried pickle before, I've had calamari before, yeah. I've had uh, you know, a meatball before, but not like this. And this is better,
5: and this is awesome. Thank, so, you, thank you very well much. This you. is great. Um, there's very few things on the menu that's like, holy fuck like that came out of left field. Uh, Except for the holy f- that came out of, like, yeah. real- burger. <laughs> burger! It's really, like- good. It's good. really Oh, yeah.
0: But, we, just, um, we just named a burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the South Side Pod. It's the South Side Pod. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the South Side Pod. It's the South Side Pod. OMG. OMG. It's the SSP. It's the SSP. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. It's the South Side Pod. It's the
1: South Side Pod. Let me get this straight. Hold on a second. Bill doesn't like peanuts? No, no. no he's not eating peanuts.
3: He's not sure if yeah, but he was like, he
1: looked at it. I mean, I got the best peanuts possible. On I don't like right. a lot of nuts.
3: These are right, All right. from That's the That's fair.
1: From the binnies. This is one of those binnies things where it's like, if you buy this, you get ninety-nine the, cents. You get penny. the nuts for a penny. Yeah, yeah free yeah. nuts. And, and penny these, nuts. These are the best kind because they're the honey roasted. They're very good
0: salted peanuts. They're those are my good.
1: favorite peanuts. They're also the ones you know that why? are the know Why I usually for you. don't
0: like peanuts. Why? Same reason I don't like lobster. Hmm. It's a lot of work for a little bit of it. Like, yeah, but these, these aren't are in even shell. in the shell. I didn't know that. They're just roasted and they got honey on
1: them. They got not like sweetness in the shell. They got Stupid. sugar. They're, they're great. They're good. You know what I, I did this one time with uh, my wife's aunt. We were in West Virginia. Yeah. And they wanted to go out and have a fancy dinner. So, of course, we went to the red lobster of course, because in, in West Virginia, do. the red lobster. That's high stuff. Jacket required. Oh yeah, jean jacket. Well, at least a shirt. <laughs> at least a shirt with <laughs> sleeves. Maybe some socks and shoes. You know, and we go there, and her aunt realizes I'm paying. And this is like before. No the... shoes, <laughs> no shirt. You're hired. And I'm the guy who's on the radio from Chicago. Oh my. And she's from the Hollow, or whatever they call what it. The, the, the Hollow. The Hollow. Whatever it like out there in like the where country. where Winnie the Pooh lives. Yeah, that's basically where she's from. <laughs>
0: And so she's ordering really the lobster because she's never going to have a lobster again, this woman. She's like, I'm ordering a the lobster. Old are these lobsters, by the way, that get to West Virginia? I don't know. They're West Virginia lobsters. They right. ride a truck for at least a week. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. These Mountains.
1: are not the, not the freshest lobsters. The lobsters
0: were begging for the sweet relief of death at well, that point. Well, think
1: about it at this point. This lobster was bought by the Red Lobster Corporation. Right. Then they were processed by Red Lobster then they were distributed to places like West Virginia and you know Wyoming. Like I mean, like it takes a while to get
0: there. I'm, I'm like, what kind of food is West Virginia known for? Uh, fried green tomatoes. She makes those really well. Oh, okay, yeah, those are good. I'm wondering if there's something. Hooch. <laughs> squirrel. Squirrel's a big thing. <laughs> I believe no, I'm not kidding. Not a My joke. wife has not told me that
1: she's eaten varmints before. Like var- I bring up var- stuff var- like, have you had a rabbit Somebody before? Turns the like, fog on the leg- var- all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she has. <laughs> She's eaten varmints before. She's had rabbit and possum, and it's crazy to listen to this stuff. Whatever, Whatever they're into. But anyway, this woman, her aunt, gets a lobster at Red Lobster. And the whole time we're sitting there, I go, you know, I don't like eating lobster that much, at least whole, because it creeps me out. And she goes, "Why?" And I said, "Because all it really is is a giant
0: bug. Yeah. running across the ocean floor. And it used to be not like a delicacy, right? It used to be like the poppers meal." Right. And I said, "Honestly, it's a bottom feeder.
1: It's like a cockroach with claws." Yeah. And she starts laughing at me. She goes, "No, it isn't." I go, "Yeah, it is." And she starts to pick on me at the table like I'm the idiot. Now, look, I'm not a judgmental person. <laughs> OK, I might be a little judgmental, but but like for me, a guy who went to college and graduated and talking to a woman from Wheeling, West Virginia, who's telling about the me the
0: etiquette of lobster.
1: Right, exactly. So I reached across the table and I flipped the lobster upside down. Yeah. And you see all the legs and the oh, yeah. thorax and Nasty. all the other stuff. And she thorax. screamed and ran away from the table because she did not She's understand. Never flipped a lobster up she though. had never seen the Even bottom of the lobster. You haven't flipped a lobster. I was like, it's a big giant bug. Like that's what it looks like. It's it looks like a bug. It's disgusting. When you look at a whole lobster cooked and you flip it upside down on your plate, it is one of the grossest things you'll ever look at.
0: Then you go to a fancy restaurant and they like cut it off for you and like Right, because they don't want you to look at that. Correct. Right. Red lobster though. Big giant no, bug on your you plate. Whatever you want. Right. <laughs> half, the, half the ones in the tank are dead. <laughs> right. but you get the biscuits. That's the whole thing. Cheddar the biscuits Bay biscuits. Are good. Right. Yeah. You get, the, you get yeah. the cheddar biscuit. You don't care there's a bug on your right. plate.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: You might end up on YouTube when the fight happens too. <laughs> True <That's the> story. <laughs>
1: Your Southside Pod Bulletin Board brought you by the brand new Spoke and Vine Wine Bar and Bottle Shop. An incredible array of wines, good food, 21 and over place. It's for adults. It's made for adults. It's a really adult place. Go do some adulting. You can check them out at SpokeandVineWines.com. There are four Wednesdays left in Lamont for Lamont Legends Cruise Nights. The area's best block party takes place every Wednesday night in August. It's been going on all summer. Get the lineup of the cars. Go head out there. Check out LamontDowntown.com. There's an end of summer concert and open farm at the children's farm at the center in Palos. Ed Hill and the Unusuals will be out there. There's going to be hay rack rides, food concessions, and the barns will be open 6 to 8 p.m. on Friday night. Hailstorm Brewing on Friday night out in Tinley Park has the Bourbon Belts playing from 6 to 9 p.m. And on Saturday, Blue Island Beer Company has Alex Teller Country Folk Music. Get out to Bibco and check that out. All weekend long, Orland Park is having the taste of Orland Park. It is the 20th anniversary. They have multiple stages, all kinds of acts out there, plus they got karaoke, live band karaoke. 8 to 11 p.m. on Saturday night. Elton Live, the Elton John Experience, 8.30 to 11 p.m. on a different stage. The 20th annual Taste of Orland Park. You don't want to go to a Taste of Orland Park, you just want to see Lady Groove and the Get Downs. You can see them at Hearts Saloon in Evergreen Park at 9 p.m. on Saturday the 5th. Our final segment is brought to you by SidSauce.net. They grow the peppers on the South Side. They develop incredible hot sauces, the only hot sauce I use is something from Sid Sauce. I'm just always picking a different one. See what they have to offer at SidSauce.net. Lollapalooza hits Chicago this weekend. Heck, it's already begun. Four days this year, kicking off on Thursday. Billie Eilish, one of the big headliners on Thursday night. The 1975 are there on Friday. Red Hot Chili Peppers around on Sunday and a bunch of other bands. But who better? to give you a little bit of advice here at the end of this program than a man that was on Q101 for years and has been backstage a lot and knows a lot about Lollapalooza, my good friend Eric Christensen.
3: What's up, buddy? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, Chris. And it's great to be on the Southside Pod.
1: So Southside Pod is taking a look at Lollapalooza. And the reason I have you on is because you are an expert. Give advice to somebody going to Lala who's not gone a lot or has never gone before, who's going, like, how should they spend their day away from the couple bands they know they
3: want to see? There is no particular sound at any stage. My advice is if you've got you've got downtime, just roll the dice and see if you find anything. You've got the two main stages at either end of Grant Park that bounce back and forth. In between there are even smaller stages that i found you can, you can find some pretty cool artists on. And really, you're just, you're just seeing what's, what you can see. And if it clicks with you, awesome. If not, Walk away after a couple songs. Go check out another stage. They usually have a couple going at once. Here, though, is the biggest advice that I give. And I think most people kind of overlook this when Lollapalooza comes to town. You don't have to go to Grand Park to enjoy Lollapalooza because of the Lollapalooza after shows. If you see any band that's on this lineup, and you're like, I don't know, you know. I don't know if I want to go into Grand Park and, and do this whole festival thing. These Lollapalooza after shows are happening here in Chicago. You can go see these bands in a regular club format and don't feel like you have to venture into Grand Park.
1: Everybody's really into their image a lot more than they probably were 25 years ago when I when I started in the business. Are people different when you interview? The, the different rock bands like the I would imagine the early on, like smaller acts are still probably the same. But are people a little different when it comes to the interviews? Do they have a lot of handlers? Are they worried about how they look? Are they taking selfies while you're trying to put a microphone in front of their face?
3: You know, the one thing I will say this, and it's 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 the same for all of us, Chris, you and I have done things when we were younger that. If they were done now, we would be embarrassed by all the documentation that's available, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and in a way, sure, I, I guess people are cognizant of what they're doing to make sure that it's not immortalized forever on the internet. I, I think artists are the same as artists were when you and I were doing this, you know, uh, you know, those those years, many years ago. I don't want to say many years ago. God, does that sound Long nice time ago. Old, old men. Old oh, men. My God. <laughs> We are. That's okay, though. Um, And and that is that, you know, famous people are just people. And sometimes some people are cool. And sometimes some people are dicks. And uh, ultimately, it's just that the only difference between them and us is more people know who they are.
1: Is there somebody you think that Southsiders would like? Is there somebody that you think this is an up-and-comer that you're like, yeah, I w- try it? Or is your advice just simply get lost in Lollapalooza and make sure you get to the one or two that you want to see, but otherwise get lost in there? You,
3: I think you summed it up really well. Do what we all used to do, and that is just discover new music. It's the Southside! It's the Southside!
0: Y'all come back now here